11 seconds to go in the game. Rodgers on a very deep drop. Rolls out to the right. DJ Wanham! He crushed him! Yes, you did, DJ Wanham! Smacked him from behind! And that is the ball game! 28-22 Minnesota. Border battle 121 goes the way of the purple. And the Packers got cooked by Dalvin Domination. Welcome, Welcome back, back, Vikings Nation. It's good to be back in the booth after a hard-fought W on Sunday. Vikings go to Lambeau Field, get it done. Could say it was unexpected, but we're going to take it either way. How do we yep. feel about Sunday's game, Matt? Well, you know, I woke up today. I'm feeling a little dangerous after that W last Sunday. Mm, victory they Monday me, hits different. It, it know, really but... does. So I'm feeling uh, up and up about it. It was a really good win for us. It kind of could serve as a start of a run if we can win these next two or three games against two division uh, rivals. So it'll be an interesting time of the year to really decide where we stand in the division and if we can make even a run at even competing. Yeah, definitely. Looking at competing, that's going to be a later story. Focusing on the Packers here, what do you think the key to the game? The key to the game for me was winning the battle in the trenches, honestly. Our offensive line Looked better than it has in oh yeah actually a long time. Ezra Cleveland showed some promise at right guard. Reef with a really high game rating. Um, everyone was just moving people, and Dalvin was getting behind them. I mean, no credit uh, lacking from Dalvin. He had an amazing game. Dude was balling out. Anytime he get the ball in his hands, he was a threat to score. He exposes Green Bay every time we play him. Just love to see that. But this offensive line definitely made a lot of those runs possible for him. I think we finally found the starting five combo that we can be successful with. Yeah. And finally they put Ezra in. I don't know. After seeing him last Sunday, I don't know what Drew Samia did to keep him off the plane, off the field. But anyways, he's starting for us. We played great. Dalvin looked amazing. The Packers defense looked disinterested in tackling him and really was just out of the game as soon as the second half started. And we kind of went on that. After that screen, we really took control. Rodgers yeah. gave us a little scare. He did. But Wanham with the big sack. Defense finally comes up big. It's good to see. Yes, and how comfortable did Kirk Cousins look out there? Not having to do too much. Weather played a factor. They said it was 25 to 30 mile per hour winds out there. So Cousins, not a lot of pressure on him to throw the ball. And Dalvin wow. really just willed this team to a victory. I mean, it was it was fun watching a game that Kirk didn't have to do that much exactly. and pass that but, much. But, Dalvin was so successful. Yes, but the times he did, he seemed to make pretty accurate throws, hitting Jefferson for a few First downs as well as Thielen. Chad Beebe with a nice play as well. Irv Smith. They I think all he had there. like a 136 pass rating, so it's yeah. pretty good. I mean, he was dialing it up when he needed to, but it's just, you know, that's the way he likes to play. He doesn't have to be the – he doesn't want to be the guy that goes out there 40, 50 times and throws it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He wants to have a running back that's going to help him, and he can get in play action. That's where he's successful. So looking forward to the Lions now. Detroit, a team – has been somewhat intriguing this year. They've had some success. Competitive. Competitive, but uh, this should be a game I think that we can go in and just jump on. I want to say that this is going to be the first time this season where we have a win that we don't have to worry about in the last two minutes, a win that we win by a deciding margin and not just a one possession or one point. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a big matchup against the Motor City Kitties. Yes. They've been up and down this, this season. Uh, Patricia's hasn't really been super consistent, but they still have playmakers. Stafford can still win you games. Yeah. So we can't Speaking underestimate the Lions. They have played well against us at home. Yes, and Stafford announced today as we're recording this that he is on the COVID-19 slash reserve list. So 
this obviously happened to Dantzler a week or two ago, and he ended up playing in the ballgame. So I still have suspicion that Stafford will play in this one. We don't know if he, who he was exposed to or what the situation is. But uh, to be honest, last time we played Chase Daniel, uh, it was one of the more poor showings of the season. So hopefully we don't don't have to do that again. Yeah. And I want a fully loaded Lions team. I really want to test us in the division and see where we're at. We got a lot of friendly foes in the building. Adrian Peterson. Recycled Vikings, as I like to call them. Everson Griffin. J. Ron Curse. I mean, that's a good good trio of Vikings that really had some good days here. Yeah, but they it's did. just crazy to see them on the other side. Yeah, definitely got respect for a lot of their game. And still don't understand why Curse left. He could be playing a huge role for us right now. I just yeah. don't understand. He got a little greedy, in my opinion. Uh, felt undervalued, but he played his role so well in Minnesota. I thought if he could have stuck in that maybe another year or two, he could have eventually carved himself more playing time. But that's another story. Everson Griffin making his return to the field, return to the division after a stint with the Cowboys that didn't last too long. Um, do you think that Griffin gets to the quarterback this Sunday? I do. I think he is very motivated um, to prove the team that let him go wrong. Um, I think he just is going to be excited to be back in U.S. Bank. Oh, yeah. He's a fireball he's in, in general. I mean, game. he's always energized. I think he's going to bring it, and I think he'll get to the quarterback just once. I don't yeah. think he'll have a crazy game, but I think they'll put him in enough and play him a lot. He'll he'll get one. Yeah. Big ups to Everson. He was a great Viking for a long time. Uh, nothing but respect for him. But One of my faves. Like Zimmer said, we wish him the best, just not this week. Yeah, exactly. We need to pull this out. I think we, with Stafford potentially being out and Galladay, Galladay, we have a favorable matchup. He's their biggest threat on offense as a whole. But I hate to say, you know who has killed us at times? You remember Marvin Jones splashing yeah. on us. Was mm-hmm. that two years ago? Three TDs? Yeah, and you. I think you're also thinking of Golden Tate flipping into the end zone to yeah, beat us so at home. Who could forget that? But Marvin Jones always seems to put together good games. Against us, uh, hasn't had too big of a year this year, but I could, you know, they're going to be going after him. I mean, look who we got Swift up there at corner this week. We have Jeff Gladney for sure, uh, potentially Cam Dantzler straight off the stretcher. Um, <laughs> Prayers up. I hope he's out. I hope he's we out hope there. I hope he's okay, certainly, but it sounds like he could play this week potentially. Yeah, that's so, big. Um, Mark Fields, punctured his lung. Punctured lung. Chris Boyd. Heard as well. It's looking like Harrison Hand is going to have to play a pretty big role this week, potentially. Chris uh, Jones, a yeah. uh, new signee. Yes, yeah, really, really leaning on these rookies in the mm-hmm. secondary. But I think the Vikings tried out uh, someone like Cord Tanksley. I yeah. don't hold me on the name, but we did try out another defensive back. Okay, well, good thing we have Kendricks, who had proved last week he's capable of running with any receiver up the seam. So. He's yeah. basically an extra safety on the field in coverage, to be honest. Um, if we can patch together a win against the Packers with that secondary, I feel pretty confident about uh, putting a good performance up against either Matt Stafford or Chase Daniel. Now we're going to be moving into some fan questions straight from our Instagram. Uh, we're going to be taking three of them, giving our best answers. First one from Avery K 11 Matt. The Vikings are currently sitting at 2-5. and five. Where do you think they go from here? Still eyes on the playoffs or more focused on the draft? Well, to be honest, I think the next three games to find this question, we play Detroit at home, Chicago Monday night on the road, which is going to be the toughest, I think, of the three with how bad we play at yeah, night it's in always Chicago. It's a game against Chicago. We know that. But then we finish up with Cowboys at home. If we can win all three, it brings us back to 500. It's We're a probably... New 
competing with the Bears, similar record. Um, I think it could give us a jolt of energy and maybe give us a chance to make a run. But if we lose one or two in this next three, I think it's a wrap. And then you just start looking towards the future and building through the draft. And now for our second band question from LJ underscore Boodil. What will the Vikings do in the future besides build around Dalvin Cook and Jay Jetta? Well, for me, I think it starts by addressing the quarterback position. Um, don't know where we're going to fill that void. Obviously, Kirk under contract. Don't know if he's going to be dealt or if someone comes in the draft this year. But I think that it starts with addressing the quarterback position and potentially maybe going and getting a left tackle. Yeah. Maybe Another moving Reef somewhere. I think line. a guy I'm looking at in the draft this year is Alex Leatherwood, tackle from left tackle at Alabama right now. Uh, looking like he's going to be a top tackle. Penny Sewell, obviously, yeah, he'll uh, be gone. out of we'll Oregon, see. he'll be gone. But there's a, this is a good draft to be in for if you're looking for a tackle. So I think keep building this O-line and then look for a quarterback. I think we got our receiving core a little bit solidified right now. Running I think back we good. got a couple defensive line holes we could address. Um, those definitely need to be addressed in the interior. But I think the next step is uh, get this offensive line another piece to protect our next franchise quarterback, whoever that may be. Now for our third and final fan question of the week. I think we should give Nate a serious chance at QB. Referring to Nate Stanley, of course. How are we feeling about that one, Matt? Well, uh, that is very interesting. I think he's a good... I think it's a little bit of a reach. Good developmental prospect. I hope he pans out for us as a backup or maybe a starter. Who knows? But to say that you would want Nate Stanley in there over Kirk Cousins, even as bad as he's played so far this season, just seems it's a little, a bit, little absurd. bit of a stretch. I mean, that's just... I wish we had better options behind Kirk to really put some pressure on him, but we don't. So at the end of the day, Kirk is the best option. Yes, and the knock on Stanley, I mean, we complain about Cousins in the pocket and not being able to escape the pocket. People forget that Nate Stanley is somewhat of a statue in the pocket and he has a big arm and he is a smart football player. But if we're going to complain about mobility, this is not the type of guy we look to. Yeah, exactly. Week eight NFL matchups around the league. We start off with Tennessee going into Cincinnati and getting absolutely burrowed. And the Minnesota Vikings could have diced up a charcuterie board after the chef shredded that cheesehead defense. Whoop! Don't forget about Baltimore getting busted up by Big Ben and the Steelers. And the Cleveland Browns crawl back into the abyss with Gruden Grinders coming to town and shredding them up. Scam Newton couldn't secure the bag, and he fumbled away the game for the Patriots. Quite literally. The J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets have booked a one-way ticket to another winless season and possibly the first overall pick. Whoop! Taking a dive into some predictions for this weekend, Lions coming to U.S. Bank Stadium. Like I said earlier, I think this is the first game that we get a convincing W. I think this is one that we can win, no question, and I want to see our guys go in and just put it away and just win this game like they're supposed to. I got 31-14, Minnesota. Well, for me, I feel pretty good going in this matchup. Potentially no Stafford, no Galladay. Uh, I, I think we're trending in the right direction after watching Dalvin Trending and that O-line. I'm going to go 27-20 Vikings at home. I mean, if this offensive line can move people like they did last week, we could really run into a winning streak here potentially. 
as good as Dalvin was last week, too, I think we do see a little bit bigger dose of Alexander Madison this week. Uh, maybe Mike Boone a couple touches, too. I think the offensive game plan is pretty vanilla here. Run the ball early, get play action going, and then being indoors this week, I think Jefferson and Thielen really get going. Uh, not as inclement weather conditions, and they're just going to ball out, I think. I mean, young corners on this team, Jeff Okuda, Shows a lot of promise, but I mean, he's a guy that can get burnt, yeah, and you know, Judas is gonna. And Judas wants another big game. You know, oh, he yeah. wants it. He was only with uh, about five targets last game, and you know, he's hungry for more. So, should see a big day through the air from Cousins off play action specifically. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a more balanced attack, especially with the Lions probably gonna key in on Dalvin Cook with him being so successful last week. But I do agree. I think being back indoors, Jefferson and Thielen, Irv Smith, those type of guys have good days. Uh, really lead this offense to a con- kind of consistent pace, and hopefully we don't have to worry about the Motor City Kitties really giving us a scare. Yeah, and nonetheless, this is a division matchup, so you can expect a physical brand of football. I mean, this is going to be high stakes, and Detroit really thinks they have a chance this year, so this is, they're not going to be a team that's going to roll over for us. So yeah, we're going to have to be a good one this Sunday. All right, moving on to our keys to the game and players to watch against the Detroit Lions this Sunday. Nick, what do we got? I'm thinking keys to the game. Number one for me, I think we got to hit the deep shots downfield, uh, preferably on play action. I think that's our bread and butter. I think if we get that going early, get Jefferson, you know, a 30-40 yard catch, Thielen a 30-40 yard catch and just expose them deep. I think that's how we're going to put the points up this week. I think it's going to be a little bit lighter week on Dalvin. I think he's still going to get his workload, but I think you're going to see more of Madison, maybe a little bit of Boone. So I think hitting those shots downfield is going to be the difference for us offensively. Who do you got for your players of the game? Or players to watch, I guess, on each side? On offense, I'm looking at Chad Beebe this week, and mostly because of a comment Kubiak made this week saying you're going to see more and more of him as the weeks go on. and. We really haven't seen a ton from him. I'm, he had a big play last week. Nice uh, job moving the chains for him. But I think that number three receiver does need to come alive in this offense. And I think that he is in line. He has the opportunities to do it right now. It's just a matter of if he can capitalize on those. And I think that this may be a week that we see Chad Beebe with maybe a four or five catch game. Maybe rack up 60, 65 great. yards. It'd be awesome to see someone emerge in that number three spot. How about you? What's your key to the game? I think we're going to have to get going early really uh take the lead i don't think we are going to be playing well if we're playing from behind i think our defense needs to get a lead hopefully make stafford pass a lot and and i think the second key is going to be winning the turnover battle if we can get stafford to turn the i'd ball like to over, see an interception man. or even swift or one of those rbs to fumble i think just winning that battle is going to be huge for us and giving our opportunities or our offense more opportunities to score the ball and really put up a lot of points i think they could have a good day and and just really giving them more opportunity is going to be great. If you an interception would be huge for the defense this week. Maybe a yeah. multi-interception game. We haven't seen that in a long time. It's going to be an undermanned uh, secondary. But if someone played all right last week, if so. someone in the secondary were to get a pick this week, who could you see? I would say. That in? Uh, I would like to see a Jeff Gladney get his first. I think pick. Harris is due. Yeah, uh, Harris is due. He had so many seven last year. I think he's he's got to get started here soon. I could see him maybe snagging one. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, he's the guy to do it. Emmer Harrison. I want to see Harrison make a savvy veteran play and just jump a dig route or a double move and just. Mm. Oh, yeah, I love seeing with the ball in his hands play. on an interception too. He's always going for the end zone. Yeah, my players to watch on each side. I would say Justin Jefferson. I think he'll be matched up with Okuda. It's going to be a rookie matchup there. 
I think he'll have a good day, get hot again. There's going to be a lot of talk between them, I yeah, can guarantee you Back that. in the bank. Um, I expect him to get going again. And then on defense, I really like Wanham after that game-winning sack against Rodgers and them. I think he stays hot. Um, with the amount of times I think Detroit will pass, I think he ends up getting another sack here and maybe getting something going. I really like what he's shown so far. Yeah, to me, he's almost kind of like the maybe BB of the defense, kind of a guy who we're looking for to be that next guy that steps up, be the rotational edge rusher that gets the pass rushing snaps because he could. he's proven that he has potential to develop into a good pass rusher. And um, I think the more experience he gets in this rookie season is only going to pay him dividends down the road. And, of course, Odenabo, we'd like to see a little bit more out of him, a lot of hype on him coming into the season for maybe a breakout year. And I think that he's yet to really put that game, that complete game together where, you know, a multi-sack game or, you know, force a fumble on the quarterback big stop in the run game so he's made some plays here and there but like to see him be a little more consistent on that defensive front yeah overall i think it's a big game for us a lot is on the line if we want any chance of turning this into a competitive race so i think if it's i think it's a must win yeah if we're trying to compete this year it's a must win absolutely back at home so it'll be fun to watch but this will wrap up episode five of the vikes verified podcast as always, stay dialed in on social media, Instagram. We're bringing you content all week, every week. Let us know what you like, what you don't. Leave a review. And I, as always, Skull Vikes. Matt, how are we feeling about this one? It was fun to be back in the studio. It's always a good time after a win. It's uh, going to be a good game this Sunday, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Skull Vikes. Hello, Vikings fans. This week, we have the Detroit Lions coming to town. I think this is a week where we take advantage of their injuries and we lay a good lashing to them. Vikings minus four looks fantastic. I like the uh, spread. We've been four and one against the spread in the last five games. And we are looking to um, keep it rolling right now. Coming off a good win last week, I think this is a very good opportunity for us to bolster our confidence and continue on the um, right track. Now, with this week, obviously, Matt Stafford's looking like he's out, um, being placed on the COVID list. Kenny Galladay's not looking like a go, and uh, their best defensive lineman, Trey Flowers, is not playing. Um, With that being said, I think we take advantage of those um, deficiencies, Um, but there is the scary factor of Chase Daniel. Last year, he came in for the Bears in relief. And he really laid it to us. We lost to them um, in what we, what we thought at the time to be a game that was supposed to be ours. Um, we didn't have enough time to prepare, obviously, for their backup quarterback. Um, this week, at least, it's not an in-game injury. We will um, you know, be updated throughout the week, and hopefully um, we're preparing for Daniel. But we've also played Stafford quite a few times, so I think we should be ready for him. Um, I think our offense keeps it going. Delvin, multiple touchdown score. Um, if you want to bet that, that's always a good idea, especially with the four touchdown heat surge that he played last week. Um, and then Vikings minus four is my play. Um, last thing is we got a five-team parlay around the league. Now turn it down a little bit. You don't want to give all this value to your buddy. You should be the richest in the room, and this is how you do it. You simply... Parlay together the Titans minus one and a half with the Saints plus four and a half and the Steelers money line with the Washington football team money line and Green Bay Packers money line. And if you do that, you're going to be in good standing. It's a plus 795 parlay. 
and that's something that you can just cash out. It's going to be easy. It depends on uh, who you really who you see between the Saints and the Buccaneers, but I think the Saints are um, a team that wants a little bit more respect in that division. The Buccaneers are getting all the glory, and um, I think they come out full guns blazing. And that's a parlay for you. Go Vikings.